Hi, this, this is Fred and Freddy, and this is the Keep Hush the podcast. Ah. <laughs> you want to start? Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. All right, then. <clears throat> okay. Is it coming out? Uh, is my one coming out first, apparently? How is it? I don't know. I don't want it. Amazing. Okay. Okay, shall we get going? Okay. Wagwan people, this is Yvonne Shellen, aka your girlfriend's boyfriend. Perfect. You are listening to Keep Hush Presents Green Print, where you will hear from the people who are at the forefront of change in dance music. On our first six episodes, I'm speaking to the women who are shaping the face of music, and I am joined by some of the most inspirational, creative, and brilliant women in the scene right now. I want to thank Taylor J and Traces for lending their banger Thief to soundtrack Green Print. That song is out now on Lucy's Season 7 label. And I want to thank Nike for helping us put this all together. With me now is Tash LC, uh, wavy DJ, host of Rhythm Travels on Worldwide FM. Founder of Club Yeke, a record label on Club Night developed, devoted to underground music from the African diaspora, the Caribbean, South America, the UK and beyond. Hi, Stash. That was a nice intro. Was that good? Yeah. Yeah. Did I get everything? Is yeah, there anything else you want to add? Uh, no, that was a nice little summary. Yeah. I quite enjoyed that. And you didn't say Club Yeke. So <laughs> I asked. I was like... You struggled. I could hear the shake I was like in Club your voice. Club you're not being my MC, that's for sure. I can't be your MC? No, not at Club Yeke, because you what? won't say Club Yeke. I, uh, I will put it on my hands, so I'll know. I'll be like, yeah, get. <laughs> <laughs> I salute you. I'm good, though. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. Um, how's your day been? Uh, yeah, fine. I woke up. Big congrats. Big, big. Big congrats. Big congrats. Um, and then went to yoga, which I do most days, which wow, is lovely. Wholesome. Um, And then... Went to home. I made some mackerel fish cakes. Wow! Which was it, they were nice, but they didn't quite stick. They didn't quite look as as picturesque as I hoped. Which were nice. And then went to do. And then I did a photo shoot with the uh, Keep Hush guys. And now I'm here with you. Boom! Boom! Successful. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, yeah, quite quite yeah. successful. Yeah. I think that's a good day. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Cool. Good. Um, so obviously, we're here talking about you, about what you've done. You've done a lot. What is kind of your pathway into being Tash LC? The, from the beginning. Like from birth. Uh, so obviously uh, mum and dad met in a club. <laughs> mum got, mum actually got, no, my dad got his friend to go chirps my mum. Oh, mad. Not chirps, but to like be like, oh, just, my, you my know, lay the seeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Da, 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 da. Um, kind of, is that smooth? Don't know if not really, smooth. no. You do it yourself. If you kind of do yeah. it if you're big. You kind of do it yourself. But you know, not everybody has that kind of confidence. And no, I've had moments where I've not had that kind of. I've, I've yeah. done the same. You right. know, you kind of. You, you want to like, shoot your shot, but you also want to know that the shot can be shot. And if not, then you you turn away and walk away calmly. And nothing Come, ever happened. Um, but yeah, I have always been listening. Growing up, my dad's always been a big music head, mm. big, record, big record collector. Um, and I kind of always grew up, my family loves house music, loves funky house. My, and then my dad listened to a lot of soul, a lot of jazz. I couldn't sleep really. Like when, <laughs> I, when I was saying it his, I could never sleep without having, um, uh, what's the station jazz FM on? Yeah. Like just like, even I wasn't like listening to jazz outside of that, but just that relaxed me. Um, and so yeah, always been around music predominantly with my dad. Um, 
And then yeah, I grew up, got into like loads of indie music, McFly, my Avril Lavigne phase. Love it. She's never quite gone. Uh, and then got into like more indie stuff like Vampire Weekend and Metronomy and all of that stuff. And then as I got into uni um, and I met some friends who took me to a festival, Boomtown Festival. Oh, great um, festival. Great festival. Great festival. Quite Do you messy. remember it? I don't, in bits, <laughs> in bits and pieces. Parts of it. Parts of it. And so I remember there was this one Boomtown Festival. Um, I went to for the first time and I saw these guys with the Busy Twist DJing and they were kind of infusing, um, like this is when I'd first kind of gotten into African music, I guess, and they were kind of mixing West African like rhythms with like UK funky, which I recognized and I was kind of recognizing these sounds, but they were in a different way. And I was like, oh, I want to hear more of this. So I'd exploring a lot more African stuff and uh, then got into DJing and being a broadcast assistant and uni radio and pirate radio. And then it all just kind of came together and got me here, I guess. Here we are. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's a beautiful story. Thanks. I wish I had a story like that. I'm sure you got a story, Eve. No, Come on. You got, like, I know you got stories. I was just like, you know what? My might DJ today. You'll be out here as big man Dr. Eves. Yeah, that's true. Never forget. Not every, not everyone. Not, DJing's not the be all and end all. True. If you can combine that with uh, PhD and doctor stuff. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Boom. You got playlists for days in surgery in the surgery. <laughs> you don't want to hear what they play in the in in the surgery. They play some wild they stuff. They play music. They? they do play music. Who gets to choose? Usually the head surgeon, which is why it's never. Is it just a bitch? Sometimes bit they moist. just be playing some like wash like like. I've, but doesn't I've that throw like, your concentration? That's what they need. That's what they need. I think they like. That's just them. I think that's not that's, that does not sound very democratic. I think you need to have. I think there needs to be more. I vote for more choice in yeah. playlist in surgery. Um, but yeah, as yeah, that's me. I guess yeah. up until this point, there's a lot more in between that. But nice short and condensed version. And um, you didn't study radio production at uni or anything. So I studied media performance at uni because okay. when I first went into uni, I was eighteen. I was, I was like, that's it. I'm going to be a TV presenter, and that was that was my drive, and that was what I wanted to be. I like mm. used to grow up watching T4 and like all of those that kind of era, and I was just like, yep, that's me. That's me to a T. Love talking. I kept getting told there was a summer where I kept getting told by people that I didn't that to be a TV presenter, and I'd never mentioned it to them. And I was like, this is weird, like universal. It's telling you, it's pointing you. In yeah, the I was direction. like, Ooh. so I wanted to do that, and then studied that, and it kind of included like acting, presenting, script writing, some theatre bits. I did that on and off for like two years and never actually finished it um, because I just got really into doing stuff outside of uni. Probably like too invested. I probably should have balanced my time a bit more, but you know, I was just hungry. Yeah. And I just didn't want to, I was like, okay, I know what I'm doing now. And I got two gas and left uni and then ended up working at Aldi for ages. And I was like, I'm not really doing they, anything They pay else. London living wage. But they though. pay London living wage. And I was I was going out on the weekends. I was yeah. enjoying myself. Calm. Felt good, I had money in my pocket. But then I thought, okay, <laughs> let's try uni again. Tried it again. Picked up some more skills from it and, and studied a bit more but still wasn't quite focused enough and I thought let me just try and do this thing um on my own and I've been, kind of been doing that since I want to finish it one day I think yeah yeah but but media performance did tie into definitely the presenting side of yeah. things and um kind of when was that moment when you changed and you were like I'm gonna be doing music this is me now um was there a moment I think when I started hmm I feel like it's just been like more of a gradual trajectory rather than like an actual like moment moment. I think with uni, it was like kind of like coming slowly, slowly. And then it kind of just fizzled out rather than just like a moment of being like, bam, that's me. Yeah. Um, and I would say that's kind of more, I'm, I'm trying to think what I, um, 
Yeah, I suppose as I got into, maybe when I got the one extra residency, that was like a really, really big moment for me, like a huge moment. And I Big think up for I'd, that. Thank you. That it's was really, like, really amazing. Thank you, mate. That was like, a, that was a real moment for me. I think maybe that was a real pivotal moment actually when I was like, okay, I'm gonna take this seriously. And, and I think a moment for, as well where my family were a lot more like, Oh, uh, oh yeah. Okay, cool. She's yeah, actually she's actually doing what she's saying. Yeah, exactly. And like they were a little bit, they became a bit more relaxed and kind of actually believed in me and whatnot. Um, and I think now they're at a comfortable place where they're like, they kind of trust me to know what I'm doing yeah. without uni, but still, you know, hoping that I'm going to go finish. But yeah, I would say the one extra residency was a big moment for, yeah. It's really interesting how like the support of your family and your family being like, okay, it's kind of like a lot for a lot of people is the yeah. point where like, oh, I'm actually doing something if my family- Approval, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's- um, And definitely coming from like a black background, mm. for sure. Like I think you want, you you know, ultimately like you want to make your family proud. And I think I think the pressure sort of alleviated a lot, a bit more these days, I would say maybe it's a bit more generational. Yeah. But um, I think there's a lot more pressure too, but that pressure can be a good thing. Indeed, definitely. You know what I mean? And um, with Club Yeke, Pronounced it correctly. You see that? Yeek. <laughs> Don't throw me off. I'm gonna be see. I'm gonna. Like, I'm gonna go out and say yeek now. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Oh my god. <laughs> How did that come around? Um, so Club Yeke came around. Uh, I've got like a really amazing agent called Kit. Shout out Kit. Um, shout out Kit every time. And he's. I've been with him since like 2016 when he had Indigo Agency. It was his own thing. And then he moved his artists over to Earth. And now he's been on Earth for a bit. And he's always been really invested in that side of like development for me. And like trying to push me as like a, you know... Um, a promoter and like as sort of more of like a brand. Mm. And so he helped. He said, let's do this night. I said, okay, because I always need a bit of like a push up the arse to like do stuff. And so he, um, we were sitting there thinking of a name and actually the Club Yeke name came from this Maury Canty song called Yeke Yeke. Yeke Yeke Yeke. It's like a classic. Um, a classic. It's an absolute classic. And then uh, Kit was like, Club Yeke. I said, yeah. So um, that came about um, through just wanting to have a club night and a space and a platform that encompasses music that I, I, I'm finding like, interesting stuff from across the African diaspora all the time, but not so rigid that it's, you know, just, you know, from Africa, but elements of like Caribbean stuff and just all of this amazing club music basically mm. that I'm hearing all the time that isn't like linear, doesn't fit into like one bracket or whatever. Um, and I just wanted to have one place to have it. My dream is to, you know, have Yeke as this huge label that's just pushing all of these incredible artists that people aren't hearing about. Yeah. Anymore. So what, how did you make that transition from club night to label? Um, it was slow. Like, people kept saying you should do a label, you should do a label, and I was like, oh, because I, again, I'm a procrastinator, um, and I and I just had this idea of oh, that's like so much work, and got overwhelmed by even the thought of it, and just kept getting pushed and pushed towards it, um, and then eventually, um, I was like, okay, let's do this, and then my mate uh, Portara. Um, who DJs Potara, he helps me run it too. And then he was like, come on, you've been talking about this for ages, let's do it. I said, okay. Um, and so it was a big jump, but I got, I'm jumping back slash to release the first, he's the first release on the label and he's a friend. So it helped having like someone that you kind of know and it felt, the process felt a lot, not su like super smooth, but a lot smoother. Um, and so it was a jump. It definitely was a jump and it's still, it's still very like tiny label, but um, I think I just wanted something more yeah Some, another way of because i'm not a producer so i just wanted like another way of continually pushing like incredible artists that mm. need space and with with djing especially i think a lot of the time people expect expect you to progress into production yeah 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 so um it's interesting that you've chosen this route rather than producing 
maybe producing will come, but you know what? Never force it. Yeah. And also I think it's like, especially in this day and age, you have to think about what your intentions are behind everything. And if people keep asking me, when are you going to produce, you can produce. And I'm like, do I need to? But also I kind of watch other people that are starting to produce and I'm like, oh shit, I should, I should. Why aren't I? But it's like that word should, it's like should for who? For you or yeah. for someone else or for, for clout or for whatever else. So I think when it feels natural, I might do. Um, but I think, it, I think it's definitely essential to like give it a go. And like, cause you know, you hear so much music all the time that, you know, maybe, you know, I think my sound might be like a combination of all these sounds. And mm. who knows until you like mess about and try. But I mean, when it happens, it happens. If that time comes. If that time comes. Send it to me, I wanna listen. Organically. Yeah. Maybe you can be my first listen. Oh, that'd be lovely. Yeah. I'll be really honest with you. Maybe you can be like, I would hope, that's the thing. Yeah. You would hope that somebody will say, this is trash, yeah. or this needs this. You this need someone that. to say that. You need though. honesty, man. In, in all walks of life, if you're, if, imagine someone told you that you are an amazing DJ and you're continuing to be a good DJ, which which you are to be fair, but but you weren't in a situation where you weren't and you're not trying to improve yourself because you think you're already amazing. That's an issue. Mm, complacency. Yeah. That's always, yeah, you need honest people around you, man. And not everyone's going to be that, but you need your like core people or couple people even that are always going to be real with you and be like boom and tell it how it is i've got a couple of a few friends that are like i'd say three of my closest friends that are like very very honest and mm. brutal and like tell me what i don't want to hear but need to hear and yeah it's necessary and um yeah i agree Need some realness. <laughs> some realness. Some realness today. Realness you know I mean? with Ivan Shells. <laughs> okay. Okay. Where'd <laughs> you find like, us? Uh, Charlemagne. <laughs> a bit nicer. Yeah. I'm the nicer version. The nicer of version of Charlemagne. Well, Charlemagne's just trying to cause trouble. Yeah, but just like always doing a lot. Yeah, exactly. I'm here. I'm here for, to help people. The Peckham's version of Charlemagne. <laughs> the Peckham Charlemagne. <laughs> <laughs> New descript, new bio. I'm just gonna. That's just. I'm just gonna change my name to Beckham Charlemagne. Like, don't call me Yvonne anymore. You heard it here first. <laughs> Ludo's racking up. It like up giving me some real life here. Um, moving on, I guess. I want to talk about how you kind of realized that you were supposed to be doing radio, DJing, all of the bits. Um, how I realised. I think radio, because I just love to chat. And yeah. I think I get that from my mum. My mum's such a chatter and like she can like talk to a brick wall. Um, but I think I've always loved people and just love getting to know people and kind of really like it's funny, the other like the other day I was um outside a club. I was outside a jazz cafe and this guy, I was pretty drunk. And then this guy was like arguing with the, with the security guard and I was like, better getting involved. But I was just like, all right, mate, just calm down. What's the situation? Tell me the situation. Being like some police inception. And I was like, tell me what's going on. Let's just talk it through. Let's talk it through. And then, and then he like calmed down and was talking. And then my friends were like, you're not, why are you getting involved? Just go. And I was like, I just like talking to people. like, And just, I don't know, just trying to help whenever I can and whatever, but just communicating and mm. voice of communication. And I think that like when I was doing my uni show, my show was like, chatting about all different topics and then in between that just playing specialist music it wasn't DJing or anything yeah um and so always just love talking um and so that radio I just felt super comfortable as soon as I got on a mic and um I think radio also felt like a great space for me because again as like someone who is like a host and a presenter and whatever else rather than a producer I just think it's so vital to have 
voices behind that's why i admire people like jazz peterson so much and people that are voices for all the amazing music mm. out there um and like i feel like you you know i take that role super seriously because i you know a lot of producers don't like talking on radio you know and like people do shows and that like, don't speak at yeah. all but they're putting out such incredible music and i'm like we need to gas this up um and so i think it was a lot of that and like just wanting to shout about people um, and also just wanting to talk. And spreading the word. And spreading the word of music. You have a lovely voice, by the way. So Thank you. I've, you made me feel comfortable and I'm doing the interview. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> so many people are like, but I meet, they're like, you're a singer, right? I'm like, no, if you heard me sing, you don't want to hear me sing. Like, but loads of people assume that, but no, not a singer. I've got my, got my mum's vocal cords, which is just terrible. It's okay, you don't need to be a singer. You don't need to be a singer. Um, you can't make jack of all trades, can you? It's, yeah. not, it's not by force anyway. It's, not, it's never by force. Just do what you're supposed to do. Exactly. And do it well. And do it well. You're, I, I feel like it's these headphones and the, the combination makes this, the voice sound smoother. It's do you reckon? It's very like... The people at home are like, well, what are these guys talking about? <laughs> uh. <laughs> no, your voice sounds lovely in my ears too. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm very ill, so I'm not sure if I can agree with you. That rasp. The rasp. Yeah. That's, an, that's a benefit of being ill. I also noticed that there's a fake plant in here that's not very 2020. Is it fake? That's not very, tw oh that's my not goodness. very um, millennial 2020. No, it's not. Like that's, someone's mum brought it for this, for this studio. You've got to respect it though, because there's no, there's no window, so it would just Yeah, so here. yeah, it would. It, true, true. Yeah. So it gives a bit of green to this room. You've got to respect it. You spoke about um, Charles, Charles Peterson. Yeah. And the G. The G. And you were on a radio station, which shall not be named apparently. I've been told not to name it. Okay. <laughs> and right. now you're on Worldwide FM. How is that transition for you? How's that? Well, I was actually on that. I was actually on that radio station um, alongside Worldwide Radar. FM. Uh, <laughs> I was on Radar Radio. <laughs> alongside, that's where I learned to DJ, where I learned a lot of just the skills that I guess I have now mm. when it comes to DJing, when it comes to presenting. Um, and so I was on there and I was doing two shows on there, what Rhythm Travels and my um, more club focused show. Mm. And then I transitioned to worldwide too and there was actually a bit of conflict at one point between the two where like i was kind of being told that i couldn't be on both oh, right. by like one side and it was like really strange and then eventually uh i was told oh it's actually fine you can do what you want and i was mm. like yeah damn straight <laughs> and then started doing both um and so it was I, I felt very lucky and grateful to have to be able to basically push two sounds on like two like really important stations um, and so I felt really lucky to be able to push these two sounds on these two different avenues. Um, but then I eventually transitioned to being on, on Worldwide and on One Extra. Mm. And now I'm just on Worldwide. But yeah, Worldwide is it's just a great place. It's great place. Such nice people. Yeah, everyone's lovely there. So lovely. And which means so much, especially like in music, when you find good people and people, there's no ego. And like, I've never felt, I could safely say I've probably never felt ego yeah. at Worldwide. And um it's a space where I feel like I can explore a lot more of the rootsier side of the stuff I play. So like I explore loads of music from the Caribbean diaspora and African diaspora, but like more coming from like the 1950s onwards um, and the kind of stuff that laid the foundations for the stuff that I play now in the club. And that's that fascinates me so much, like kind of looking at like the origins, like the deep origins mm. of this music and because it's just such an unending story. But yeah, Worldwide's a great platform and I hope to be there for a lot longer. Yeah, it is a great platform. Yeah. Um, I guess with your, like your status of being on One Extra and mm. also on Worldwide FM, you've become a tastemaker. Do you ever feel like pressure from, from that kind of title? No, not really, because I guess no one's really actually like said that in like 
I don't think. But it's it's, a, it's kind of a word that, I mean, it can feel quite cringy, I guess, but it's the word that I feel like is the most suitable to someone like me because it's, you know, someone who, I guess, is... Who does the digging. New sounds and doing the digging, yeah. And I like, uh, yeah, I, I quite, I, I think it, it makes sense in this context. But yeah, I mean, um, the pressure I put on, I guess, is more just from myself. Mm. And it's can be a, it can be a positive because I just want to do more and more and more. But then... Uh, I guess, yeah, the, the tastemaker thing is the most appropriate term I would use for myself. And I think it's pressure, but in a good way, just to want to do more. Yeah. Because there's always a fine line with pressure, isn't there? Of like too much and then, you know, pressure leading to, to um, good outcome and what's called productivity and stuff. Yeah. Finding that line is difficult. It's about balance, I guess. Yeah, it's always about balance. If you want to ease a human suffering, please listen closely. Every year, hundreds of MCs go without a reload. This is MC Shaker. Well gone, people, what are you saying? This MC Shaker on the mic, what you know about me? Because he's an MC. Every key posh, he jumps on the set, but he cannot buy a reload. He goes home dejected, unaccomplished, washed. For just £2 a month, you can sponsor a struggling MC and pull his confidence Buddha back back. Call 0800 Pull Up and change your life for just £2 a month. This message was paid for by the Fingers to the Sky Foundation. So, uh, so yeah, the work balance is, it can be tricky and I'm still working on it now. Like, I've always been, I've been, like, working, like, since I was, like, 13, selling, like, muffins in school. Yeah. And then my mum's always had me, like, make my own money, teach me how to be independent, which I'm very grateful for. And so then I was working at, like, hospitality for, like, the past, like, four years on and off in different places and, like, casual work. And so um, I'm never afraid of being like okay I'm a bit broke now I'm gonna go work for a bit at like mm. some cafe or some restaurant or I'm gonna go and do some temp work at some events or bars or whatever and I still do that now and again when I need it and so that balance is still hard because you know ult- ultimately I think ego sometimes can get in the way and you're like oh I should just be you know flexing and making all my money off of DJing and like being out here being freelance and just yeah. like being cotch and being able to like go for brunch every Saturday and not be I don't want to like sit <laughs> shop at Whole Foods yeah and... I don't want to be here working behind this bar and serving these people I'm like above this and, and have those moments and it's like actually no like you're not above it because if you need to if you need to hustle you need to hustle mm. and that's just real that's what it is so the balance for me I find it difficult you know obviously there's moments where financially better off than others and when it comes to DJing it's just so sporadic it's just like you know unless you've got like a, you're lucky to get like a tour booked over like a month or a couple of months yeah. and you know you're going to be good otherwise gigs come in and out and so I'm always trying to find that balance and I hope to get to a point maybe I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year or wherever where I don't have to do the side hustles yeah. at all but for me it's, it's on and off like there'll be like a few months where I go without and then and then I'll be like okay I need to pick something up now and so it just it just varies but it's always hard to find when you do find those jobs even if they're temp to find the balance of someone who's going to understand what you're doing and not going to get pissed and fire you because of your other commitments which yeah. is often the case so that's why I find really difficult and being able to like not have this really strained relationship with managers because they're like you don't care about us and I'm like I do you're nice people but Ultimately. But you're not the most important part no. of my life. Yeah, exactly. It, I guess it's hard. And um, if anyone listening is in that situation, just know that you just have to keep going through just it. Just keep going through yeah, it. And, it. And don't, and if, you know, eventually, hopefully you can get to the point where you can cut down to your four days and you're going to have someone who, a manager who's going to understand. And it doesn't always work out like that. And it's trying to find that balance otherwise. Um, but don't stress out if you feel like, oh, no one else is, you know, out here grinding like I am. Because people are, but not everyone shouts about it either. Mm. True, true. And that's the thing, that's what's really important is that actually the people who you think are like doing the best sometimes. You show what you want to show. Yeah, exactly. 
and so you, you just have to be willing to do the background work as well as the mm. stuff that's in the foreground mm. well, that's it that's it oh I like that <laughs> <laughs> that one was for free <laughs> <laughs> and he speaks <laughs> um, just in terms of kind of like um, what you do with Club YK mm. and also Boko Boko as well um, which is another club night that you do it is indeed um, how do you feel like you are creating a change within dance music? Oh, good question. I think that in dance music, there's a whole community of us creating change. And then it goes under this, I guess, like this global base kind of um, overarching sort of title. But I think we're creating change by showing, well, for me personally, I think I'm creating change by showing the world that like genres can like these genres and like these like places, these these artists like working and creating music from these places that can feel so far away, actually like when you can be so, can make so much sense when they're aligned with, you know, like genres like Western electronic club music. And that's what excites me the most. Um, and so I think we, I can't remember what the question was. But this changed dance music. Yeah, I think that there's so many incredible artists that have, that are making like change and that we're seeing all the time and like you're seeing like lineups of like, you know, places like CTM Festival and then you're getting artists from like Niege and then you're getting artists from like Mexico and then you're getting like techno DJs from like Japan and then you're getting like grime DJs from like China and whatever. And I think that's what's really exciting me and that's what I want people to, you know, take away from like my set. Mm. For example, I might be playing like a heavy, heavy techno tune from like Bicep and then I'll mix that into like a denary segment tune from St. Lucia and then that can then go into like some Afro house and blah, blah. And I think through um, DJing for sure, I think it's, I, I want to be as progressive as possible and like exploring and showing that we don't have to have these separate genres and like these separate kind of um, cliques yeah. and like these separate festivals because more and more everything's merging together in such a way that like, maybe it doesn't make sense initially, but when you're actually emerged in it or when you actually like, listen you're like actually this does make perfect sense and it's that's what's so exciting um yeah i think that answered the question i, don't know if I did <laughs> maybe i didn't ask the question at all. i think you kind of did i think like i guess it's just interesting because of everyone talks in a way where it's almost like music is linear yeah of course like it you've isn't. got you've got genres and if you're outside of it like it's possible to be outside of a genre and people would never accept that and it's possible to mix genres and people find issue with that as well because they find it hard for marketing purposes but of course yeah actually what you're doing is showing them that it's possible it is possible like that's what i enjoy most about like sets is just like the messing around and like being able to like drop like grime into like some Kuduro and then dropping like some Kuduro into like some like Singeli and then maybe into it was like some kind of ambient thing. And I think more for me, all the time I'm just exploring more and more genres. I'm getting excited by more genres. Like grime, for example, I've never really sat down and like delved deep into. Mm. I hear like the odd tune and it gasses me or like drill. And I'm so gassed, but I don't know anything about the artist or like much about like the history, but I'm always like researching and like asking people to have, like tune swaps and folder swaps. And I'm like, please, okay, I just want like a folder of just like grime instrumentals. And like, then I can experiment with mixing that in with some like Kaduro vocals and then creating something new. And also I think on dance floors, you see that people sort of, you kind of see people's ears prick up and then they, you know, people are uncomfortable for a bit because they're like, I don't, I don't understand what this is. Like yeah. this is like some like off, 
you know, like really off kilter, like tra sound that I've never heard before. And then you mix in something that they probably do recognize. And then you hit the two together and then you kind of hear like the light bulb go off. And mm. they're like, oh, okay. This doesn't have to be like, I'm at an Afrobeats club event or I'm at a hip hop event. We're just out here. Yeah. Just clubbing. And that's what, especially with the Club Yeke lineups, I want to start, I want to keep them, you know, more and more diverse. While also obviously having like, having it make sense. Yeah. And like, yeah, just creating more and more diversity on lineups because at the end of the day, it's all music, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it is. It's all it it's is. It's just music. music. Man. That's it. Like, that's all it comes down to. It's just love, <laughs> <laughs> happiness, community, <laughs> just all the things that you want. <laughs> Andrew Juan Rue. <laughs> <laughs> It's true though, it is. And have you found that like there's a community forming around you? Yeah, defo. I mean, uh, there's definitely communities and there's different communities that I'm lucky to be part of like with Worldwide FM, mm. um, which is like more of like the sort of, I guess, jazzier side of like what's, kind of, what's popping off in the UK. And that's like one community. And then we'll have like, you know, which I feel very much part of. And then you've obviously got your more like, UK club community, like you've got like more time, and then you've got like Mina, and then you've got like myself, and then you've got like Nervous Horizon, and um, just like loads and, and like all of those guys, which is like another community. Um, and so I definitely feel uh, blessed to be a part of like various communities. Um, and I feel like, especially in the UK, like it's, it's a strong feat. I think it's the difficulty for me is having space yeah. where everyone can come together outside of a club context is difficult and it's something I was talking to actually to keep hush guys about they've got some ideas in the bag mm. I'm not gonna not gonna bait them out you don't have to spill them all here but just let you here. know but they had a really nice idea in the bag which I heard earlier from Fred and I was like oh my gosh that would be a dream mm. um, and yeah just having I wanna have I wanna see more spaces where people can just meet and connect and chill yeah. that doesn't feel like you have to go to like get a, a 200 pound to house membership do you know what I mean yeah and I think um, especially now when we're seeing places like Dawson, which used to be a, a hub, changing just changing so completely. Much. Like it, I'm just losing more and more integrity. We there, It's hard to find spaces mm. like that. It is really hard to find. It is. It is. And like, but there are like, you know, there's like Nate, for example, my friend Nate, who um, works, who does like create, he's like a creative and he works with like Nike and he works with like loads of other brands. And um, he's amazing. And he showed me the space that Nike had um, open uh over in Shoreditch a while ago last year and they were doing some like like talks and like workshops and like they were like radio podcasting spaces and so there are spaces but I think it's still a case of accessibility mm. and being aware and like in the know um so yeah I mean maybe I'll even open my own thing who knows maybe who knows, who knows? we could actually go to Club Yeke you could go to Club Yeke <laughs> Is this going to be me for the rest of my yeah, life? <laughs> done now. You've done yourself. That's it. it. <laughs> and um, obviously um, you said you learned to DJ at Radar and places like that as well are becoming few and far between. But you did do some workshops with Red Bull. Is there any? Yeah. Like, is there anything else like that? that yeah, for sure. I mean, we did a great workshop with Worldwide FM. That was Women in Jazz. And yeah. that was like last year with Zakia and with Tina Edwards. And those were great. It was like... Three different workshops um 
with different groups of women and taught them how to like kind of put radio shows together, how to present a radio show, which was beautiful. And with women in jazz as well, sorry, they were running it. Women in jazz is a great platform. Um, and then Red Bull does the Normal Novelty Workshops, which um, Frankie's also involved with doing the show for another great woman. She was on here before too. She, she's amazing. She's amazing. Um, and uh, Normal Novelty is another great platform for women. Um, which is held in the in Red Bull space up in London, and then they have like some drinks, and they bring through like different women in production and engineering and in DJing, and there's um, kind of different workshops there and talks, and that's another really really great space. Um, and then what else is there? There's that, so there's bits popping up, but also Roundhouse is yeah, a beautiful, amazing spot, place, amazing which place. I learned a little bit about DJing in as well, and like I did a radio workshop there and just spent a lot of time there when I was in uni, coming back and forth and sort of picking up some bits there and making some connections and like the membership i think it goes up to like 60 to 25 to 25 20 pound a year 20 pounds so good so good two pound a month it's like is that two pound a month less than less than two pounds a month and like really really like that's a really like like essential important space in london mm. which i think which i try and make as many people as i can or young people i can aware of um so there's definitely spaces yeah there's definitely spaces like there's we we do have spots and Hub Sixteen of course with the amazing Sam, she's such a don and she runs DJ workshops down there and production workshops so like there are spots yeah so it's just knowing about them hundred percent that's it well now people know now they know now they know go there um and I want to ask you about um some next generation women you'd like to shine a light on mm -hmm. if you could just reel off a list in like DJing. DJing, radio, music, like people who you think deserve the spotlight. Oh, loads. So, ooh, who's next, Jen? So, people that are my radar at the moment. Uh, Vanessa Maria is a great DJ. She played at our last uh, club, Yeke. Uh, sorry, Boko Boko. And she was like, she's really hard. She kind of plays a lot of fun uh, Afro sort of edits, but then also like ballet stuff, like UK trappy stuff. Um, Juba, my girl, I run Boko Boko with. Um, she's a great producer living in Berlin, but she's from here. Great DJ, sorry. Um, and she plays like Afro beats and um, Global Club and a ballet and all sorts of bits. Um, and she also put a documentary called Assurance. Um, she just put that out. It's about the rising DJs uh, in Nigeria and the struggles. And that's a brilliant documentary. You should watch it. Um, who else have I got my eye on? Um, George Riley is a friend of mine. And she's like a, a sort of soulish singer. Um, she's incredible too. Go check her out. Um, Creole Cuts um, are a trio. Um, Anya Ngozi and... Um, Jody and I forgot Rabia, and they put on. They do a radio show and they put on nights as well. Um, really great girls um, doing like loads of creative bits. Who else have I been watching? It's so hard to think when you're on the spot. It's okay. Take your time. Uh, a friend of mine, Sarah El Harak. She also does uh, radio, um, and she's like a, she does a really great show focusing on like a lot of jazz and like jazz from like all over the place and. Um, like R&B, soul, and um, she also like does stuff outside of music. So she has people on a radio show from like in politics and activists, and she's just super intelligent, super switched on, super lovely. Um, Nara is another amazing DJ. She's just released with Super Kitchen, which is a label out of Bristol, and she plays. She kind of plays like Gabba and trancey, like heavier stuff, but like still quite percussive. She just put out an EP on Super Kitchen. Uh, yeah, she's brilliant. Very like heavy, like. Um, 
She's kind of already established, but Manuka Honey is also an amazing DJ. She played at my Keep Hush and she mm. just plays like heavy, heavy in your face, like reggaeton and like um, like violento stuff. Uh, and she's again like, and she's also um, an amazing um, astrologist, um, very in tune with the stars, etc. That's it. No, I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> because people are gonna be upset stop. that I've forgotten them. Um, that's just a few. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously everyone who's in the scene. Does yeah, know. obviously it's hard to remember yeah. everyone's name off the top of your head, but like, there's like, yeah, like so many incredible people. And my one of my best friends, Shireen, uh, is putting out some music pretty soon, and she's just like a ridiculous singer. And so I'm really excited to see her journey. But yeah, there's like she was so at your keep house, wasn't she? She was there. Yeah. She, would she come? Did Shireen come? I think she came. She came. She was there. I was there. Did you I was there. Yeah, you were. You was there. <laughs> that was such a fun night. It was. Re- Isn't Peckham Audio amazing space? Amazing space. Like, like a really cool. It's really. It seems like it's going to be really good for live gigs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Peckham Audio is like a really cool space. Um. I was. I was really happy with it. Mm, it was really good. Yeah, it was. But yeah, I mean, so many women doing bits like all the time, and it's just great to see. And we're not trying to be held back or wait for no man. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Final question. What keeps you going? Like, what keeps you in the game? What does keep me going? Oh, good question. Mm. Support. Yeah. Definitely support keeps me going. Um, support from my mum, actually, you know, as wet as that sounds or whatever. <laughs> Mum like has supported me from like day like I used to do my radio shows on uni radio and she would like because I had no listeners basically apart from her and I was putting together these shows every week and like I was really enjoying it but no one was listening so she would pretend to be different people she would like text in and she'd be like okay say that Sarah from like Coventry says I think this is a really great idea okay say that Ben and she would pretend to be all these different people so that I could have something to say out loud and be like oh and she was like okay tweet in say this and then she would like tweet in sometimes from her Twitter and it was just so sweet and so mum support means like the absolute world um to me um that keeps me going i think i'd say drive but that's like a bit open-ended um it is quite open-ended just drive and you know i'm just motivated just vibes really you know what it is? Just, just vibes. the aura of music is just what keeps <laughs> me going <laughs> just like vibes and just like energies from people just like uh, that's what i need to be like <laughs> to myself vibes. and like i can't thrive without good energy <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i think again like, i want to reiterate like the whole you know pushing artists thing mm. and like shouting out about artists that keeps me going yeah. because me hearing just like some track from like SoundCloud that's got like a few plays and it's just like on the back end of SoundCloud and it's just like incredible to me and wanting other people to hear that and like that keeps me going like the, the talent of other people yeah. the talent of, of produ- other producers keeps me going for sure um, and I think just a, just like a constant want to see the world keeps me going and I think the, wanting to see the world through music I have didn't do loads of travelling when I was younger like we can never really afford to go on holidays so I didn't, we didn't really travel my mum took me loads of places in the UK like never missed out but like in terms of like travelling travelling abroad so like they want to see the world and like hopefully do that through music like definitely keeps me going because I just want to go to all these like exotic amazing places and be in palm trees all the time and you will and we will <laughs> but yeah I think wanting to travel and wanting to push other people's sounds and and wanting to, I guess, like, yeah, make a change in yeah. like, club music for sure. Like, I hope that I can look back and be like, I made some change in a good way. I hope. You're already doing it. 
Thank you, mate. You're welcome. I believe that. I genuinely believe Thank that. Thank you. I think like, yeah, it's it's inspiring. It's really inspiring to just look around and always see and see so many of your friends doing so well. Yeah, just wanting to, just feeling motivated by the people around you to keep going to. I think. That's good. That's a great answer. Thanks. That was quite Is inspirational nice for me. Answer? Yeah. Good. Gen yeah, hundred percent. Thanks. Two stars. Oh. It's like ninety nine percent. Oh, two out of three? No. As in like two A star star. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's very sweet. You're welcome. Thank you for chatting to me. Thank that was thank nice. You. That went really quickly. It did. It did go. It went too quickly. That went super quickly. I mean, yeah, I mean, you've been doing this all day if you want to go home. Um, I could talk to you for the rest of my life. Oh, you probably get tired of me after a bit. Actually, <laughs> we could keep talking if we you want to. We could keep talking. Um, let me wrap it up though. I mean, okay, sure, yeah. That is, that is everything, I guess. Well, everything I've been asked to ask. Everything that I wanted to know. I probably wish I could know more, but I don't know if I have the questions to find. Thank, but I also appreciate, I know that it's female focused, but I also yeah. appreciate you not asking all those questions that are always asked about being a woman in music all the time. If you're a woman, um, is it hard? To have a vagina. <laughs> yes. It is because you get excruciating pain from contraception. So. You know what? Sometimes I ask the question because it's already been brought up. Mm. But um, I remember going to um, a panel conversation mm. with these three women mm. and they were like, what do you think needs to be done What in order for more women to be directors? And all of these women were directors and they were like, well, nothing from us. <laughs> and I was like, that's actually so fair. Like, it doesn't yeah. even make sense to ask these women these questions. And because of the whole Me Too situation, they've probably been asked it too so many, many times. times. It does get exhausting, but I think obviously it's a conversation that never really ends, but it can get exhausting because it can feel like the same things as with women in music was difficult, like mm. blah, blah, blah. And it can just be quite repetitive. But then again, like I think at the end of the day, you you know, me, me sitting here talking to you now could be the first time that somebody who's thinking about DJing or getting into music, a woman it, hears this. Yeah. It's not repetitive for them and it's still key. And like, as I, I was saying earlier, that like, a huge thing for me is when I play and like I lock eyes, like lock eyes. Like, I like, <laughs> or like look at, I'll notice another woman kind of clocking me and I'm clocking them. And then there's just like a little kind of silent knowing. Like and it's, yeah, and it's like, yeah, you can do this. Mm. And like, that's what, I, and that's, and seeing like how aghast a woman will get of like, see, noticing that it's a woman that's actually like slamming it on like decks or whatever. And I think yeah. it's seeing yourself reflected and knowing that I can do that. And like, it's like, yeah, you can do this. Like, this is possible. So it's not just a boys club anymore um, in some some ways. Um, but yeah, I think that's the, po it's always a positive to yeah. talk about what can be done. It's always a positive thing. It doesn't have to always be negative and mm. like the, what goes wrong in spaces and stuff. But um, yeah, it's still an ongoing, it's always going to be an ongoing challenge, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. Um, one quick thing I wanted to say. Yeah. Um, I remember that time when you dropped that Barbie girl edit. Oh yeah, that was the amazing. one. That That's was the amazing. one. Like I'll never forget. DJ Lecox. That's you know that one's like Marmite because some people really like some. Um, really. Was Daniel Haxman, who's one of another DJ that I really uh, rate, and he was like, "Oh, was it him?" I don't want to, I don't want to slate his name. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't him, but like a person, a, a person was like, "I just really don't like that edit," and I was like. Excuse me. <laughs> um, but that what I mean, that's what that's the, that's just a fun thing I think yeah. about this whole global club like scene as well is that there's so many just like 
it's it's just that blending together of worlds that you'll have like the beginning of like a, like there's a really popular like, you know the bad and bougie like the Migos mm. track like the edit of that is just like, it starts off as being like the regular bad and bougie track and then it drops into like the Afro oh, kind yeah, of yeah, drums yeah. and then like that's what's so fun about the global club thing because it's just like familiarity and then something different and then like the merging of those two and like just something to dance to do you know what I mean yeah. and like some of my favorite kind of global club tracks are just like super fun edits and like there's so much you can do. Um, and to like, yeah, just yeah, I could go on about music forever, which is why you have a radio show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> make sure it's you guys check that out. Thanks, um, thank you very much, Tash. No, you're welcome. Thank you for chatting to me. Yeah, you've been amazing. Um, so yeah, thanks to Tash LC for joining me today. You've been listening to Greenpoint from Keep Hush, the wickedest podcast online. Thanks again tonight for helping us put this all together, and thank you all for listening. Make sure you keep an eye out for the next one. I am Yvonne Schelling, a.k.a. YV Shells, a.k.a. the capital of New Shelley. Um, <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Amen. Bye. Bye.